0: Extreme.
1: Oh, my God, Champions. they can all kiss my ass. This ain't WCW! This ain't Monday Night Raw! This ain't Smackdown! This ain't even WWE! This, my
0: friend, is ECW!
2: Welcome to the Extreme ECW Livecast. This week is a Supercard special. It's our ECW Supercard special number 6. And it's Heatwave 94 from July 16th of 1994. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV. JV, how you doing?
3: Doing well, man. How are you?
2: Doing alright here. It's exciting to be back on pace. We had our little (laughs) furlough. Not too long ago, but we got back on track last last time. I always fuck it up. It's like last week. It's not last week. It's (laughs) fucking two weeks ago. But we're back on track. You had an episode, and we're back now for this super card special. And we've been building up to this, and I can't wait for this. This is a great show, and I'm excited to go over it this week here. So thanks, BTT Army, for joining in again. On another episode of the Extreme ECW Livecast. For our special supercard. Number 6. So. As we continue on. You can check us out. JV and I. We're on Twitter. So is Extreme Cast. And we would like you to follow us. Give us your support. You can Follow us on. Extreme Cast. At Extreme Cast. On Twitter, also follow JV at John Van Damage, with an H, John with an H, John Van Damage, on Twitter, and also follow me, Mike Pru, NPRU83. So check us out there, but also check out our other show that we do every week, over two years at this point, and we're heading towards the end. I I was just looking forward. I was planning out the episodes to, to come. It's like, shit, this is ending rapidly before we know it. It's the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. We are currently in 2001, and things are heading to an end very quickly after 2001. So join in now. Check out our archives. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Wherever you get your podcast, go over there. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Bottom Line Cast. JV, I can't believe it's like f- fucking flying by. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. But this is supposed to be a good one. A juicy coverage today, right?
2: Yeah, so for this SuperCard, whew, this is a memorable one. I don't want to give anything away yet. Because you'll see it when we get to it. But this is a classic moment in ECW history. In It's pretty much like sets the the footing of what extreme will be. And you got to remember, this is not extreme yet. It's still Eastern Championship Wrestling. It's not quite extreme yet. But after this night, it is extreme. So we're going to get into that. And that's all I got to say for plugs. So we should get ourselves set up to watch along with this SuperCOD special number 6 and it's Heat Wave from July 16th of 1994 and if you want to watch along you can go to WWE Network go to In Ring go to Super Shows and you'll find it in there for some reason some reason there this shit's all fucked up they don't have things in order <laughs> But go right into the early.
3: Mine was just kind of like there. Like it was one
2: of the first ones though. Was it one of the first ones?
3: Yeah, it was like the fourth one on the right.
2: Oh wow, that's that's way early because there's 93s, there's 94s. But anyway, go to in-ring, go to Super Shows, and you'll find Heat Wave 94. So get yourself situated there. As you do that, we are going to cover the first hour. Which is the first five matches. And those matches will be the Bad Breed. Versus Hack Myers and Rockin' Rebel. We got an ECW TV Championship match. Mikey Whipwreck against Stone Cold Chad Austin. And then you have Tommy Dreamer versus Stevie Richards. Mr. Hughes versus Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer doing back-to-back action there. And then you have the Tasmaniac. With a mystery partner. Against the Pit Bulls. So that's what we're going to cover in the first hour. So at this point, you should be ready to go. As JV likes to say, Rets to go.
3: Rets to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we're going to watch that first. So let's get ready to go. As always, when we do our watch-alongs, I'll count down three down to one. And then I'll say play. And when we say play together, We all click play. Five. Oh, (laughs) I fucked that up. Three, two, one, play. The following program
1: is rated TVMA. What you're oh shit, this is intense. Language, adult themes, yeah, this
3: behavior.
2: is... <laughs> the following promo <laughs> is rated evolved. TVMA. You can controls from any the device reason device why device is there's going to be a lot of blood on this show.
3: Feels like that's not original warning, right?
2: No, that's a fuck... That's, that's a recent warning. That's a bullshit warning. <laughs> Here we <The> go!
3: Pussification <laughs> of America warning.
2: Yeah, pussification. If you don't want to watch this, you shouldn't have clicked play in the first place, you fucking idiot. Are you even
3: allowed to have cigarettes on TV anymore? (laughs) Are we that censored as a nation?
2: Pretty sure we are. I'm offended by cigarettes. Those things weren't allowed when I was younger. I don't accept those anymore. Ugh.
3: All right, so usual opening here, nothing crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah, so this is. I'm kind of tired
3: of covering the intros. I wish there was like a skip intro button. I know, even though that's pretty.
2: Cool. Right, right that ECW opening is pretty cool when they show the little static <laughs> in the background.
3: Back to shitty background. But editing. keep it in mind,
2: this is the actually this is actually the home video release of this show. So this nice. is not something that would have been played on TV.
3: I'm going to do a time check. Sure.
2: I got one minute, 37,
3: 38, 39. I'm a second ahead of you, so let me just pause quick. I should be back. What do you got? 47, 48,
2: 49,
3: 50.
2: 53, 54, 55. I'm
3: ahead of you. <laughs> ah, fuck it. I'm staying Whatever. Here.
2: We'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> how far ahead a second.
3: Yeah. yeah. Just I see Hack Myers
2: and Rockin' Rebel in the ring. Me too. All right. We're good. Ray will
3: just put his jacket outside the ring. Yep. He's playing with his mullet. <laughs> I wonder if people that have mullets, when they cut them, how long they had that nervous, like, that natural habit to just put their hand behind their head and play with it. <laughs> and then it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee that's a learning curve.
2: What the fuck did you think of that? <laughs> just, just, just now. <laughs> Man, I thought you had that stored. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a good one. Shit. Wow. All this no, mullet talk there. that we've had. Yeah. How does that they're, not come out? Yeah. It's like a
3: bummer for like a month. The adjustment period.
2: Yeah, the phantom mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my mullet? It's gone. Oh shit.
3: People just think you're always trying to itch the top of your back. <laughs> Like, ah, that's probably their go to fake. Yeah no, yeah, just an itch, just an itch. Definitely don't miss the mullet.
2: <laughs> it's not a ponytail, it's a rat tail.
3: No one looks less like an Ayatollah of Rock and Roller than
2: Rock and Rebel. What a shitty name. If Rock and Rebel wasn't such a fuckhead. I like him. He's a good heel.
3: I don't like Troy Aikman.
2: <laughs> well, I never like Troy Aikman either, but yeah, yeah. I get your point. Yeah. Tell you what, though. But I don't like these. Ba- I don't like the bad breed either.
3: <laughs> Their shirts suck.
2: Fucking. <laughs> I hate to say it because I already have another team associated with, it. but it's like fucking bebop, um, and rock steady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always uh, used to associate nasty boys with being. Reba- Me too, uh, that's Bebop funny Rocksteady. <laughs> but this is what they are. It's just two fucking goons.
3: Because they look like goblins.
2: Right. Or two fucking no. like punk rockers. Yeah. And that's what they were. Not Even that
3: they... Bebop and Rocksteady were goblins, but you know what I mean. Like scaly looking fucking creatures.
2: Just the fact that their names are associated with rock music. Bebop and Rocksteady.
3: Which one was the... Bebop had the nose ring, right? He was the pig.
2: Yeah. Bebop was the hog. Rocksteady was the... The rhino.
3: Rhino. Rhinoceros.
2: Yeah. Alright, so we got Hack Myers wailing away on... One of the...
3: Yeah, Bebop one.
2: <laughs> Bebop
3: Is they're both like Bebops.
2: That's Axel, though. That's Axel, Ron. Yeah.
3: Just wear a fucking name on the back of your shirt. (laughs) If you're a tag team and you kind of look any like the like, you should have to wear jerseys.
2: Right, at least the Nasty Boys had different hair color. These two fucks have the same hair color, same t-shirts on. But they do, I think these are new tights that they're wearing. They actually got wrestling tights on. Nice Tom Drag. We got Joey Styles back on commentary here. Nice to hear. I'll get a little rest hold move here for a second.
3: Got to get their they uh, their breathing in.
2: Right, you gotta. are right. They're out of shape as fuck. And oh, drop toe hold and a whoa! That was a weird yeah. ass move. Yeah, it was. So Ian just. You 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 would think he's gonna do a leg drop, but. He does a complete spin around flapjack on him? And then he whips Hack into the corner. Rock and Rebel is not doing shit here. He's just standing in the corner. This is not the kind of match where you're gonna have Hack Myers tag Rock and Rebel in like it's a hot tag. <laughs> I don't even get what this match is. Is it because just that, a
3: grudge match? I guess so. I don't remember covering this on the last episode though, like any beef these two teams had.
2: No, I, I think there was some beef where they just started brawling with each other. But.
3: Wasn't Hack Myers with fucking public enemy?
2: Yeah, Hack Myers was with public enemy on the last episode. Absolutely. And the Rock Rebel taunting I, I taunting I don't know who he's going Man, I can't believe Rock and Rebel, we're a year and a half through. ECW, and Rockin' Rebel has been around since day one. (laughs) He's not going to last long, though. What a name, Rockin' Rebel. (laughs) You would think he'd have, like, a fucking guitar, like he's Honky Tonk Man, to beat a Rockin' Rebel. Yeah. Just have some kind of gimmick. He doesn't have anything. He's just an asshole.
3: That's my point. Like, he doesn't look like an Ayatollah of rock and roller. It's nothing. Yeah.
2: Ayatollah, fuck off the roller.
3: Looks like he should have, like, an Andrew Dice Clay jacket.
2: Oh! (laughs) (laughs) He does. That does work. Perfectly. Andrew Dice Clay. Or, um, Dick dickery, Doc. My, uh, uh,
3: number eight Dallas Cowboys jersey.
2: Oh, yeah. Troy Aikman, of course. <laughs> That's why you probably Ooh. thought he was such a badass. I look like Troy Aikman.
3: Yeah, he probably heard that from, like, chicks and shit.
2: Yeah. He probably pretended to be Troy Aikman multiple times when he was banging chicks. It's like, uh, Sal Goodman when he acted like he was Kevin Costner.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, Kevin Costner. Then they wake up. You're not Kevin Costner. <laughs> Rocket Rebel. Rocket Rebel. You're not Troy Aikman.
0: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Need <laughs> me to call you a cap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm impressed you knew that line. That was good. <laughs> right at the end.
3: I'm glad I impressed you, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> always do. You always do.
3: <laughs> I hate this shirt that fucking Bebop has on.
2: Yeah, it's fucking like Karate Kid Halloween costume yeah. potty
3: It's like, fuck. I need a, I need something for Halloween. Gotta get skeleton. Yeah, we can wear the skeleton sh- t-shirt. Nothing's nothing's more like fucking caving it in on a Halloween party than wearing just, like, a Halloween t-shirt. It's a costume party.
2: Yeah. Those those people piss me off.
3: Yeah, why are you here? It's a costume party. You don't have a costume on? Get the fuck out.
2: Right. What do you think, you're
3: cool? Oh, they're like, I got an NWO shirt on. I'm a member of NWO. Get the fuck out of here.
2: Well, Get out would, of my costume party. Well, well, I would appreciate that because at least they would have some no. kind of logic. All right, what it. member? What member are you?
3: All right. <laughs> Where's your fucking wig, Scott Hall?
2: oh swinging that breaker by Rock and Rebel to Ian. Ian kicks out. Oh, Axel. that's Axel, I think. Yep. Axel you know
3: what that's like? Out. That'd be like showing up at a party in like overalls, like a Michael Myers, but you don't have the mask on.
2: <laughs> no, it, it's not even that It's somebody that shows up Without a costume on To a Halloween party you know, Their whole attitude is Oh, I don't even want to be here I'm too cool for this I'm too old for this like, What the fuck are you doing there? Yeah, you know what should happen? You come they- in here to drink my beer Eat yeah. my food. Get the yeah. fuck out of here! If you think it's too cool yeah. to dress up,
3: and bring another fucking dick to the party instead of you know <laughs> ruining the fucking guy to girl ratio. <laughs>
2: right. Be a fucking bring pleasant bring a girl. person.
3: Yeah. Show up without a costume. You didn't bring any girls. The fuck out of here.
2: Oh you no! No, no no no! Everyone just
3: jump them. <laughs> <laughs> jump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, my expectation was well, you you went with your girl, and. And you were a pain in the ass. Okay, I get that. Oh yeah. Even yeah. though you shouldn't be here. But to show up with no girl, that's it. You're just showing up, not dressed. Get the fuck out of here.
3: Yeah, get jumped.
2: Get out of this party. That's what needs to happen more. Like,
3: kid, I don't think kids are getting jumped enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think kids have that fear anymore of having to walk to the corner store and getting jumped. You got the wrong colors on, Pop. get clocked. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, you left with uh, a couple candy bars that someone else likes? <laughs> yeah. Get <Yeah>, jumped.
3: <laughs> Ooh, nice suplex there.
2: Yeah, that was a nice suplex. Oh, he
3: even tried the bridge. Yeah, Joey Styles just mentioned it, too. Nice bridge. It wasn't nice. It was a nice attempt. <laughs> attempt
2: <laughs> like, yes, the, the attempt was nice. Yes.
3: It's an insult to Mr. Perfect.
2: Perfect Plex. Although, Mr. Perfect only one matches with the Perfect Plex to Java's <laughs> I don't think he ever beat any main talent <laughs> with the Perfect Plex.
3: Heck Myers is kind of growing on me. He's not that bad of a worker. He's a pretty big dude, too. Like, if he, he had like, the right trainers around him, he might have been able.
2: Oh, he's big. Well, speaking of that, let me. Double arm DDT. DDT. I, love, I right. love that move. Double arm DDT is great. Mick Foley does it the best, obviously. We built that. Here comes Axel this Heck Mike Myers, yeah, he's 6'2, Myers 230. He's 10 years. He's. Nine years older than me. So he's still kind of young. Hey, he's only 46 right now. Oh, he died. That's like. I
3: I think we did look that up, actually.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the story with DCWs these guys so often die. Oh yeah, what a solid matchup, you know, for what a what so. it is. But Rock it's and Rebel I expected. Alright, this is a babyface turn for Hack Myers, it seems like, right? Yeah. Rock and Rebel is pissed off at Hack Myers for losing the match. Are they gonna make up? Oh, no. All right, well the, oh
3: Well they're cheering for him.
2: Yeah, why are they cheering for Rock and Rebel? With this lady in the front. Rock and Rebel just clotheslines Hack Myers after he shakes his hand. Says, oh, everything's all right. He nails him. The lady fucking starts clapping. Then Hack Myers makes a comeback. But then Rock and Rebel even gets a comeback over him. Tosses him out of the ring and fights him back into the crowd. Making him look like a little bitch. What is this supposed to do? Nobody likes Rockin' Rebel. the fuck out of here. They just made... They just made Hackmire's look like a little bitch. That was shitty. The finish to the match was pretty good, but what they did after... Where are they going? Alright, so now we move on to the next match. It's Chad Austin, Stone Cold Chad Austin, or we call it Lukewarm Chad Austin.
3: Lukewarm. <laughs>
2: <Look> <laughs> and he's going up against Mikey Whipwreck. There you go. Mikey Whipwreck. A, you. a TV champion. He's going to defend his title against Lukewarm. Mikey Whipwreck with his Dungeons and Dragons t shirt. I like the little attitude we get from Chad Austin lately, though. Yeah. His little shitty heel attitude.
3: Yeah. Can't take him seriously.
2: It's better off than just being a jobber. At least he's now, like, a jobber (laughs) that has an attitude. (laughs) I think
3: we're actually going to get a match here. Yeah. This is someone that Mikey can actually, like, work with.
2: Yeah, I'm actually interested in seeing this. Yeah. Maybe they can wrestle. Mikey's usually getting choke slammed by nine one one. Look how baggy that belt is. <laughs> oh.
4: Scumbag.
2: Oh. I would like Jason. So, Chad is introducing Jason as his new manager. Jason, the model Martel. This fucking guy. It's music. Fake music.
4: It's fake music.
2: Music sucks cock.
3: this is brutal it's that 16-bit music
2: <laughs> hey 16-bit fucking Sonic music sounds better than this to take Mike himself that someday I'd like to
3: see Jason get in the ring with Mikey whip I wonder if that's what we're this will lead up to after this I'm going to assume Mikey doesn't drop the belt. Yet.
2: No fucking way, Chad Austin. Wins yeah, his belt.
3: <laughs> is this guy a known fucking Come former ECW world champion?
2: TV champ. TV champ? Any
3: fucking champ.
2: No, we we did a TV tournament already. Champ. And Chad Austin was not on the list of TV champions. <laughs> yes, Mikey Whiprick was on there. But Rob Van Dam stole the show. He is the ultimate ECW TV champion. And with that said, on this episode, I didn't run through the latest poll because i are going to save that for the next episode when we cover the next episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. And we're going to go through the Hardcore Tournament of ECW Champions. So that poll was done a few weeks back, but I figured we'll save it for our next regular episodes, not do it during a Supercard. So that's coming up. It'll be fun to see who is the best ECW champion. JV, off the top of your head, who do you think is the best ECW champion?
3: World, Like any champion?
2: Well, the ECW heavyweight champion, world champion. Who come? Who pops into your mind as the? For me, for me, it's Rob Van Dam.
3: All right. But well, like I said, I, I wasn't as big of an ECW
2: yeah
3: purist as you know me, you, or maybe even most of our listeners.
2: Right. Yeah, because Rob Van that Dam, for, Rob Van Dam, for instance, he only won the ECW championship when it was the WWE. The, the,
3: the, right. Exactly, and he fought. John Cena. Like, that's right.
2: the better that was great. exposure
3: to ECW I have. Right. Even though it's not the real one.
2: Well, what I'm saying is, like, the the original ECW time. He should have I, been, but he was the greatest TV champion. Which,
3: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I'll tell you. Know, I'm, I'm learning the, the history of the ECW championship as we cover this
5: show most Right. Now. No, that's like the great right thing now, about I, doing
2: it. Yeah. yeah. Say, yo, witnessing it for the first time, and I'm reliving some of it. You know, A lot of this I haven't seen either. But I would have to say my first thought for best champion is Shane Douglas. And we can already see it based on him being the champion already.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: He's a fucking champ. It's great when promotions have heels as champions, rather than babyfaces.
3: Heels are better champions because that's it's a bigger it's a bigger mountain to climb. Yeah, and that's what you you know you watch the show to kind of
2: you want the heel to get their ass kicked eventually. Or have somebody rise up, beat them.
3: Brainbuster. Yeah. Suplex. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin made that famous? I didn't know
2: that. <laughs> well, he, he, he did do one, but there was, there's was there been others <laughs> at this point. Here we are in 1994. Jimmy Garvin wasn't the only one to do a brain buster suplex. Armbar by Mikey Whipwreck in the center. Armbar! <laughs> Oh, I like that. Chad Austin was trying to break out of it. Mikey Whiprax said, all right, I'm, let me change things up here, and I'm going to do a leg, leg drop right on his arm. Good spot. So we got a little mat wrestling going on, and Mikey now gets Chad up and whips him into the ring, and whoo.
3: Oh, nice sell.
2: <laughs> I don't know how that was supposed to go, but... You know I. Mikey gave a hip toss and Chad fucking fumbled and bumbled. And they tried to cover it up. Make it look good. But I don't think it looked good. Chad
3: reaching out for Jason. Oversell.
2: Yeah. all oversell because they know he fucked up. And what we have right now is... We've seen this multiple times within the past three minutes. Is that you have these two youngsters... Mikey and Chad not knowing exactly what to do. So they're talking to each other a lot during this match. Which is not bad. At least they're not trying to fuck things up. They're just you know, doing whatever they want. They're actually communicating to make some kind of match. So the match isn't that bad, actually. But you can see. Oh! No. It's not bad. I mean, it's. No, it's not bad. It's exciting. But you can see it's an early match between these two youngsters.
3: I like it better than the last match so far. I think it's been some pretty decent wrestling.
2: Yes, it I is. Nice
3: like line there.
2: Well, I, I always like one on one matches compared to tag matches. But you're right. It's a good match. Despite some bumps and misses. Now you have Jason out here. He's the new manager of Chad Austin. Oh, and Jason does a little fucking kick to Mike's face outside of the ring. Oh, he took a plastic chair and just fucking... He didn't hit him with it. He just he tossed, tossed it on him. <laughs>
6: tossed it on
2: him. All right, so we have Chad Austin bringing Mikey back into the ring after Jason just hit him with a steel chair. And Chad Austin going to slam him down in a... Quarter of the ring here as but Chad uh, Austin. Austin going to the top Austin. rope. Yep, Chad Austin's going to the top. What's he going to do? Mikey's getting back up, so it doesn't look like Chad has a shot. And <laughs> Chad Austin jumps down. Mikey punches him in the gut, and Chad Austin takes an obvious <laughs> obvious bump there. It looked like shit. Oh, yeah, that, that was a shitty-ass spot, huh?
3: Luke, Luke's kind of overselling too
2: Yeah, much. big time Luke Luke,
3: Luke warm, warm. <laughs> I think his name's Luke now <laughs> Fucking Chad
2: Nah, no, that's bullshit Mikey was going for a cover After Frankensteiner And the referee looked at Jason Who's barely in the ring He's barely in the ring And he broke the count That's fucking stupid Mikey goes for a cross body on Chad Austin. And he gets a two count. Holy shit. Hey, this is a fucking match of false finishes. Before it was popular. (laughs) Mikey Whiprick did it first. Yeah. Oh, Jason's... Jason fucking nails Mikey Whitbreak outside of the ring with a face first suplex onto the table. Doesn't break. Which means they're both too small. <laughs> nice slingshot suplex. That worked well. You should be going for a pin, but Chad Austin just wants to gloat right now. You should be trying to get that TV championship. What the fuck's his problem? Wake the fuck up, Chad Austin. Now he's going to the top. Obviously, he's going to miss here. What's he going to go for? A leg drop? Oh, he hits the leg drop. Big boy. Big boy leg drop.
5: He gets the three-go. What? Chad Austin wins the TV title.
3: Come on. I did not see this coming. I didn't either.
5: What?
2: Wow, lukewarm Chad Austin is the new TV champion after all these weeks of Mikey Whipwreck just hanging on to that title. All the biggest guys taking all the beatings, and you have now Chad Austin win the TV title. All right, let's take a listen to Chad Austin here. (laughs) Fuck, Chad Austin's a TV champ. Well, he's probably not going to say much. I guess we don't have to lay out. But Jason is holding that title like it's his.
3: Like he won it, yeah. (laughs) Kind of
2: did. He did. What? What's going on here? Huh? Chad Austin just said he cheated? (laughs) What the fuck? Alright, so the decisions are reversed.
3: Oh, so he never wins. I was going to say, what the <laughs> fuck? Jason's going to fuck him up now.
2: Oh, yeah, Jason. Jason Jason needs to fuck up Chad Austin and Mikey Whipbrek right now. That's what he needs to do. So, obviously, yeah, he's going to fuck up Mikey. But he should fuck up Chad Austin. Alright, so... I said this on the last episode, I think. Or the previous episode prior to that is that this is leading to the Jason Mikey feud oh that was nice yeah that was right on spot there alright so we're heading to Jason and a Mikey feud over the TV title I would have liked that little run with Chad Austin being the TV champion
3: it would have been nice if Jason, for a second there... you. <laughs> what a clown. <laughs> it's good, though.
2: Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what a character he is.
1: Oh,
2: my. Jason, you're not badass. So there goes Jason and Chad Austin. Mikey Whipwreck laying in the ring as always. But still the UCW TV champion. Good little match there. Now we move on to a challenge match. Tommy Dreamer versus Stevie Richards. And Stevie Richards is coming to the ring with... I think that's Angel... Big Titty Angel. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a way to introduce a woman. Big yeah. Titty the Angel is here. Well, for those of you that just listening for the first time or have not listened to previous Supercard shows, on an early Supercard show, she got her tits, her tits whipped out. So. Yes, that's right. And it was on camera. It was there. But yes, this is her. Back. It's just weird because she had blonde hair then, right? Yeah, lighter color hair. I don't know if it was blonde, but... Definitely lighter. So here's Tommy with his suspenders. <laughs> I don't know what music is playing for him. We're watching on the... WWE Network, so the music has changed, of course.
3: Yeah, this is definitely, like, an over-edit.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: S- Stevie Richards looks like he was in the movie Airheads.
2: <laughs> which one was he? Was he...
3: I don't know which one, I forget.
2: Steve Buscemi.
3: Was it Buscemi? Um, Brandon Fraser.
2: And Adam Sandler. Sandler. He wasn't Sandler. Um, He's either Fraser or... Fraser. or- yeah. that was a great movie when I say great I don't really mean that <laughs> but As I said, Steve great for what it is Tommy
6: Dreamer
2: alright so I'm, I'm looking through a list right now of the original entrances Wanna to find Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. I don't think Dreamer to from the Man, Stevie Richards has a fucking big bouffant fucking haircut. <laughs> it's fucking nineteen ninety four, he's he's still living like it's nineteen eighty nine.
3: What's it hairspray that does
6: that?
2: Yeah. Definitely.
6: And perhaps <laughs> the newcomer, Steve Richards
2: figured Angel. You're right. He's just used to doing things the way he's been doing it for a while. Angel
6: is familiar with ECW wrestling as anybody. And all of its wrestlers, from what I understand. She's done her
3: homework. Steve Richards now over the top rope. That's cool. When they hop in the ring like that. No. What's that? Like, see how Steve Richards hopped over the top rope? It's like oh, yeah. what athletic wrestlers do.
2: Yep. Well, Steve Richards is fucking underrated, in my opinion. He works well here. He gets himself over in the next couple of years. As Raven's flunky, being a little bitch boy, but somebody that's recognizable as a good character. Then even when he goes to WWF, he's undeniably somebody that's like, Oh shit, he's fucking bigger than most guys, he's in shape. It just
3: sucks yeah, that, they didn't, agree with that.
2: that they didn't use him. You could say that with anybody, I guess, but there's so many guys working... WWF at the time. They're not going to push him, but he had the build, man. He's deceptively big and good. Yep. Like, right now, we're seeing this match Tommy Dreamer versus Stevie Richards. Tommy Dreamer is ultimately known as, like, the ECW guy. But Stevie Richards is the fucking better wrestler. Yeah, between the two ago, was the here in ECW. and was the, the guy that would be and most marketable that. He has taken on that might be controversial <laughs> runs off the road. I, I love Tommy too wow. Tommy Steve Rich is fucking underrated
6: takes Richards over
2: <laughs> the elbow, very slow on that Missed that fucking elbow. elbow it's like, well, back. dude. I mean,
3: he saw it coming. All right, you fucking... that up like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right,
2: you fucking laid it out there. You set it up. He's looking at your elbow. Yeah, it's like,
3: like tipping tipping a, a
2: down. Let me roll the fuck out of here.
3: Comes a fastball down the middle. Yeah.
2: trying to twist the head off of Steve Richards. <laughs> All right, so apparently Tommy Dreamer's first entrance music. Entrance music was Even Flow.
6: Even
3: Flow. Pearl Jam, right?
2: Yeah. But that's. I thought that was Raven's music, too. One, two,
3: no, was it? Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. I thought Raven had Nirvana song.
2: Come on and play, I think. Might be. But, it did catch him nevertheless in the but anyway, Tommy Dreamer's music to that Richards. becomes his main theme is "Man in the Box." That's fucking great. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> Allison Chains. Yep. Reversal
2: and Tommy Dreamer oh wow! By Steve Tommy Dreamer just whipped into the guardrail. Steve Richards running after him. Oh, he gets dropped and he gets stun gun basically onto the guardrail. Yeah, I'm looking at the music because I'm wondering what we can play for the...
3: Uh, outro.
2: <laughs> yeah, the outro, actually the the mid-music. The break. Yeah, the break. Because I have the outro. The outro is going to be Cream. Wu-Tang Clan. Nice. Because the main event is... The Funks against the Public Enemy a couple weeks back, Public Enemy had a promo where they said, Cash rules everything around me.
3: I remember that promo.
2: Like, alright, we gotta put, fucking put that music in. I'll play that for the outro. Nice Dreamer the solar plexus. Dreamer fighting for air. Reverse atomic drop by Steve wow, Richard. nice super kick. kick right that will match. eventually be called the Stevie kick. <laughs> this is actually a decent match. Nice stand the drop kick from Stevie Richards. Yeah, Steve Richard. this is,
3: um, even that Mikey Whipwreck match was good. So right. This is back-to-back. The tag match wasn't bad. This is definitely one of the better openings. Vents. Yeah, so far. Right. Just from a wrestling perspective.
2: Right, for the past five supercards, I think like the I last. I don't know
3: who's going to win these matches. Like, it's.
2: Yeah, it's kind of random. The last supercard we felt was the best that we've watched. But still, the first hour wasn't good. No. I think this is probably the first supercard that we watched where the first <laughs> hour is starting off pretty good. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the best Supercard that we've watched so far Holy shit Holy cow Wow! Belly to belly suplex And Stevie almost fucking landed on his neck Tommy Dreamer hits that And then he lands a drop He just gives a big leg drop Goes for a count Only gets two The crowd doesn't look like they're into it But this is a good match Double clothesline Joey Style calls them two youngsters going for the same idea. They both try to well, close yeah. line each other.
3: They both are trying to make names for their careers here. Yeah. So I
2: mean, Tommy Dreamer has been a lot, been around a lot longer. Stevie Rich has only been around for maybe a month, two months at this point. I'm looking forward to seeing how Stevie Rich's character evolves into the big goof he becomes. Is that right? At this point, right now he. He looks like a serious wrestler. Yep. With just a shitty mullet. (laughs) He's not even Stevie. He's just Steve
3: Richards. (laughs) One more, huh?
2: Hey, you want one more? I'll go up again. All right, so obviously he's going for one more. He's going to get booted. Yep. Oh, sleeper hold. Yeah, he gets locked right into a sleeper. Oh. All right, so that was a quick sleeper, and three raises up the hand, and he's out. Steven Richards is out. Tommy Dreamy gets the win, and it seems like they went the easy route here and just said, well, your name's Tommy Dreamer, so do the sleeper hold.
4: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. And then Sandman comes out and fucking beats his ass. Oh, hey, slut. Tommy Dreamy just said, hey, slut, the angel. Big Titty Angel. I guess I can't get mad because I just called her Big Titty Angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we
1: got other business to take care of. All right. Wait a minute.
2: Everybody here Let's listen to him, I guess.
1: Is here to witness who will be the future of professional wrestling Shane Douglas or Sabu?
6: Absolutely. That matchup coming up later. Here at Heatwave 94. I can't wait. I don't care who wins that.
1: Shane Douglas, I want that title. Because everybody here in the ECW knows you're a no good piece of Pittsburgh
2: shit. <laughs> that <was> what? funny. What? <laughs> Pittsburgh shit. It's funny because they're in Philly. Pittsburgh is all the way in the West. <laughs> it's like, cannot really PA. Pittsburgh, fuck off. That's what Tommy's saying. there's the franchise, which is my all-time favorite ECW guy.
3: Who? The franchise? Yeah. Definitely not the guy in the gray tie in the background.
2: (laughs) Mr. Hughes.
3: (laughs) No, there's like a security guard.
2: Oh. All right, Mr. Hughes gets in the ring, and Tommy Dream is going after him. Shane Douglas just standing outside of the ring, letting his bodyguard go to work. Now, yeah, Mr. Hughes is turning around. He's now beating on Tommy Dreamer. And Shane Douglas playing it smart. He's going to stay away. He's the franchise. He doesn't need to get involved right now.
7: Nope.
3: Uh oh. Nothing even face. Mr. Hughes I thought that boot was going to turn things around there
2: Yeah, come on Well, he can't sell that shit I mean, if Tommy Dreamer starts to get the advantage Then Shane Douglas needs to get in the ring Good thing Alright, so Tommy Dreamer's making a comeback right now Is this another match? What's going on here?
3: I don't know Why would he be doing double duty?
2: Why is the ref, like, in there? I guess it's a match All right, so we'll call this a match. It's Mr. Hughes versus Tommy Dreamer. If have John Finnegan is the referee.
3: I mean, the refs acting like it's a match. Yeah, I, I didn't know there was this double duty. They didn't announce that before the last match, no, right?
2: No, not at all. This was just spur of the moment. They just put it together right at the moment here.
3: What's <laughs> Tommy Dreamer? Oh!
2: Tommy Dreamer just punched, see who's in the balls, and he's acting like his balls are the biggest balls in the world right now. <laughs> Oh, you can't touch these balls, man. Holy shit. Oh, I can't deal what with this. What
3: the hell was that? It sucked. What was that that Jimmy just did? It's like he missed the drop kick on purpose or
2: something.
3: <laughs> what was that? You saw that, right? Yes, yes. I didn't see that. No, yeah. no, no. That was a
2: shitty-ass spot. Now they're trying to fix everything here, and it's still sloppy. This match cannot last longer than a minute at this point. No. Because both of these guys gotta know they fucked things up. It's time to go home. It's, try- it's time to finish this match. Yeah. Alright, so we got a timestamp of 44, 45, 46, 47. This match is gonna be over before 45, 46, 47. It's gotta be. And if I'm wrong, I don't know shit about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, guess what? I'm right. <laughs> it's over. Sidewalk slam. Mr. Hughes hits Tommy Dreamer down. The match ends at 4509. And yes. I was right. There we go. Shane Douglas in the ring with the mic. Let's shut our mouths and hear what the franchise has to say if he continues to talk. <laughs> Big to the angel
1: open that shirt up just a little bit there brother wait a minute shane you know, douglas I mean, calling this angel this is what happens when people screw around with the franchise or the offensive line well the angel won't screw now around I with
6: the franchise said, or the offensive line she of knows
1: better are going be witness to history Still for the
2: French, That's a great name for a stable. No the offensive line.
3: Yeah, if he had enough big guys, absolutely. Like Mr. Hughes and the Bruce Brothers.
4: Yeah.
2: Look at Mr. Hughes checking out Angel. <laughs> She looks more beastly than she was before, but
4: Yeah,
3: I don't know if it's the jacket or what.
2: Yeah. <laughs> beastly is not a nice word.
4: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can you take care of Paulie if and when the time arises? Then he should have said, if it arises. <laughs>
1: and you know what the franchise can do? Leave Prieber alone. The question is, can you do for us? Can you take care of business for us tonight? <laughs> and offensive line and me. You're obviously not familiar with my reputation. I can take
6: care of you in offensive lines. Angel claiming she specializes in offensive lines. Rumor day. has it her high school football now team retired
3: her <laughs> number. Wow. Now high school football team retired her number. That's hilarious. <laughs> Joey's retired.
1: sick. She's so and sick. And she's, and sick.
2: she's so sick. <laughs> <of professional wrestling. laughs> That's the character, though, of fucking the franchise.
1: He's he not
2: the future of professional wrestling. Oh, yeah, he's just showing up.
1: He hasn't left anyone out. not the future of professional wrestling. Later tonight, the future of professional wrestling will be. He should have been a big star. And the, is called the franchise. Let's go take care of business, sweetheart, before the match.
6: Well, a coalition has been formed between the franchise, the Roughneck, and Angel. We'll see how this unfolds later. When the
2: franchise that outfit sucks, Angel. You the- look like fucking Sports. the crow. A
4: <laughs> crow. like
2: <laughs> 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 totally black leather shit. the fuck out of here. All right, this brings us now to our next match. It's the Pitbulls with Jason versus the Tasmaniac and his mystery partner, PitBull number one, and now PitBull number two in action. Which, early on my years of watching ECW, back in 95-96, PitBulls were one of my favorite teams. They were fucking badass. But, (laughs) going through the re-watching of it, and... Starting off with Pitbull number one. I don't like him that much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so say your second guess is there.
2: <laughs> Alright, so we're going to get Taz. I think Taz coming out here. There he is, the Taz Maniac. Up the ring, still got his long hair, but no more face paint and looking like a motherfucker. Fucking toss some dude. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's,
3: okay. it's like Taz is showing up to fight in the Kumite. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, Todd Gordon.
3: What the fuck? Where's he been? <laughs>
2: I nope. was like, we're going to postpone this match, and then they all stop brawling. <laughs> all right, so the pitbulls attack Taz. Taz doesn't have his tag team partner out there. So that'll be the big surprise coming up momentarily, I'm sure. We've already alluded to what it will be. And those of you that are stream you be hardcore listeners. You know who his partner is going to be. Which is great because it builds through one of the greatest feuds in ECW history. It's all going to start right here. When they become partners. And Paul Heyman is going to drive a wedge between the two of them.
3: Sounds about Paul Heyman. Yep. <laughs> this guy in the mask in the front row.
2: Yeah, what the fuck is that mask?
3: It's an Excalibur. <laughs>
2: See the the camera like waiting for the guy to come. <laughs> hey, where's your partner Is
3: that beating up fans?
2: It's Mister Hughes. Mister Hughes fucking up somebody.
3: It's lukewarm.
2: Yeah, lukewarm just walked by like he was going to the front row to sit down.
3: Hack Myers.
2: That's Hack. Yeah, Hack Myers getting beat up here by Mister Hughes. Why are they showing this instead of the action in the, the ring? match? Yeah. Come on. So we have Taz down in the middle of the ring. Well, quarter of the ring here. And the pit bulls are beating on him. But a lot of attention being shown to the entrance area. So direction is probably pretty poor at this point. They know, no commentary either. Right, there's no commentary. Good point. They're both Joey Styles laying out. And they seem to not know where this match is going or what direction it is and who. When the mystery partner is gonna show up, I'm just gonna say it now because fuck it, the mystery partner is gonna be Sabu. And what seems to be going on is like they're waiting for Sabu.
3: It comes 911, it's Handler.
2: All right, so here's Sabu's handler, 911. So it seems as though they don't know what the fuck they wanted to do. Like Sabu probably should have came out already at this point, but maybe he wasn't ready in his mind. He's like, "No, no, we need, we need to hold off. We need a delay." So they fucking keep waiting, and then they decide, "All right, ninety-one, go out there." Does seem like a shit show.
3: This is definitely the low of the. They, you know, this match was pacing well. This seems like bath. This is like bathroom ba- break material right now,
2: and it, it's sad that it's bathroom break because it's fucking the Pitbulls, It's it's a big match.
3: Yep. It's
2: Taz against the pit bulls, and he was supposed to have a partner to help fight against these guys that have been kicking his ass. What sucks most about what sucks most about this is that we have no Joey Styles. Nothing.
3: Yeah, no one's like no update telling us on what the fuck is going on. I mean, there's not much. I mean, it's just the the Bulldogs are fucking up uh, Taz two v one in the ring, and then Hugh's just like deflecting people that try to make it to the ring. It's stupid. Right. This is dumb.
2: Uh, right? You can even see right now in the middle of the ring, they're not really doing anything. The Pitbulls have the advantage over Taz, but they're not really doing anything vital. They're just, little by little, working Bying on it. time. Them. Right, they're buying time, exactly. Nothing is happening.
3: It's not convincing.
2: And here comes Sabu just Sabu. ran in. <laughs> Sabu finally runs in. The referee rings the bell. So now the match is official, I guess. Now it's a tag team match. That's fucking bullshit. Where the fuck is the announcer the whole time? (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners, if we didn't know what the fuck was going on. But we didn't know what the fuck was going on because there was no commentary to help us. But now we have the match officially started, apparently, because the bell rang. It's Taz and Sabu against the Pitbulls. Taz just fucking tosses Anthony Durant. Out of the fucking ring. Pitbull number two. Oh, shit. Sabu jumps out of the ring. Lands on him with a hurricane. runner outside of the ring. That was fucking great. I don't know if you saw that, JV. Nope. No, I did. Oh, that was fucking great. And Taz Taz just won the match.
3: Kind of saves what was it. Otherwise, that's one spot kind of saves the past ten minutes. Yeah, that helps saves
2: it. it, But... You know there had to be something wrong with what was going on.
4: <clears throat> yeah, the crowd's
3: loving Sabu.
2: Right. They love it. And I guess that's all we can ask for is they love it. It seemed it seemed like there was some kind of tech issue or not even a tech issue, but maybe like a personnel issue for a moment where things weren't timed out properly. But well, once, uh, once Taz and Sabu were out there together, fuck, that building lit up. Hell yeah. Right.
3: It's a nice, uh, that makes marks what, the first half now?
2: Yep. That'll mark the first half of this episode, and we're going to take a little break. We don't know what music we're going to play at this point, but you'll hear some music. And then we'll but, be but if back... You're-
4: but
3: if they're listening along, we did stop at fifty-seven minute and fifteen seconds. Yeah, fifty-seven we'll, minute, fifteen seconds. Yeah,
2: we'll give another countdown when we start the second half. But yeah, we'll be back in just a little bit, and we'll cover the last three matches, the big <laughs> matches of Heat Wave '94. So take a little break, get a little drink, and we'll be right back. <laughs> We're now back for the second half of ECW Heat Wave 94 from July 16th of 1994. And things are just heating up here. And JV and I just talked about it. This is the best opening that we've had for a Supercard show so far.
3: Not even close. either.
2: It's, right. It's the best. It It actually feels like a top show. <laughs> so. Kudos to the first half, and you now before we even get into it, I, I do want to just run down a little bit of uh, what Dave Meltzer had to say. You now, and I want to see what JV has to think with this. So, JV, I'm gonna ask you a star rating for each match, and then we're gonna compare with what Meltzer said on the Wrestling Observer back in 1994. Okay. All right. So the first match is. Bad breed, Axel and Ian Rotten against Rock and Rebel and Hack Myers. What do you give that match?
3: Um two and a half stars.
2: Two and a half stars, sorry. And hey, I don't disagree with you. I think same. I think it was a damn good match. I if anything, I think Hack Myers was a star of that match. Mm-hmm. But Dave Meltzer gave it one star. Doesn't mean shit, but that's what he gave it. Next match, TV title match: Mikey Whipwreck versus Chad Austin. Mikey Whipwreck retains the title via DQ, of course. What do you give it, JV?
3: Uh, that one, I would give two and a half stars as well.
2: All right, you gave it two and a half stars. He gave it three stars, so he loved it too. So I think you're right, right around the same area. And that was a pretty damn good match. Next match. Tommy Dreamer versus Stevie Richards. I give this one
3: three and a half stars.
2: Three and a half stars. That's pretty big. And I agree with you because they both worked their fucking ass off. And Stevie Richards he looked like he looked like a star. Mm -hmm. Working well. Good spots. He was He's better than Tommy Dreamer. You know, he's the more I thought so he's the more pro than Tommy Dreamer at this point. I gotta agree
0: with you there.
2: Yeah. So I would say, yeah, definitely. Um I don't know about three and a half stars because I think the Mikey Whipwreck and Chad Austin match was better than that one. So just my opinion, I would go with that match over this one. But I like the high praise for Tommy Dreamer versus Steve Richards, but fucking Melter goes one and a half <laughs> on that match. It must have been in a bad mood. Yeah, fucking stupid. And then there was the impromptu match, Mr. Hughes versus Dreamer. I don't even think you can rank that match. Yeah. So I fuck apologize. that. Not applicable. Fuck that match. Yeah. Um, but what about uh, Tat? You know, We talked about it in this fucking rating. I, you're not going to believe it, but I want to hear what you have to say for us. The Pitbulls versus Taz, basically. Then Sabu shows up for, like, two minutes.
3: One and a half stars.
2: One and a half, yeah. No shit, that's what I say. What do you think Meltzer said? Probably a fucking four. Three. Yeah, he's nuts. What the fuck is that? That match sucked.
3: How does that guy still, like... I mean, I know he's a hard worker. I'm not addicted. I'm not, like... Right, him right. he puts out shit career. every
2: week. Yeah, yeah like, he works out.
3: like... Like, why does does he become the end-all, be-all of what a match is supposed to be? Because, I don't know, personally, just from, like, our group of friends, most of the time we don't agree with his ratings. We never do. His ratings are always, like, like he's on a different wavelength of, like... That's why wrestling's very subjective. And it's weird that there's, like, one guy who gets, like... Yeah, absolutely. All the credit for what's really, like... Because there's so many different styles. People have different opinions on what they want to see in a match. It's not like, I don't know, it's not like rating like a baseball game or something. It's different.
2: Right. And even the fact that I'm bringing him up as a comparison is probably not the right thing to do. Who cares the fuck he has? Yeah, but everybody does. Everybody does.
3: Yeah, he built that following and he's built that reputation. And
2: maybe not
3: a lot of people are putting their reviews out back then, but it's kind of weird how. I'm sure he didn't ask for this, but like how some people treat
2: his—that's true, right? He was just like the doing all be all of what right. the wrestling match is supposed to be, right? Initially, he was just doing his thing, right? And then he got the following. So yeah, there's that. But it is good to look back at and see like what he thought at the time of this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, that wasn't. <laughs> not, it. not to get too current, but it is funny, though, with what he thinks of current wrestling. Like, everything is, like, the best all of a sudden. Whereas, like, no, everything is not great right now. Why? Why is there so many five-star matches? <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. But anyway. There's that. All right, so Taz versus Taz and Sabu versus the Pitbulls, a three star match, no fucking way. No. But that'll bring us now into the main event portion of the show for Heat Wave '94 from July 16th, 1994, and we're gonna go through dueling Singapore Cane match with Sab with the Sandman rather, and Tommy Cairo. We got the ECW Heavyweight Championship match. Shane Douglas and Sabu, and then the big main event, the Funk Brothers against Public Enemy for the ECW Tag Team Championships in a non-rope match, a barbed wire match. So, that's what's coming up right now. So, get yourself situated now on the WWE Network, if you're going to watch along with us, at the 57 minute mark and 23 seconds. So, 57-23. 23 JV, you got yourself situated there.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go, bro.
2: All right. So I'll give a countdown three down to one. And then when I say play, we, we will all click play and get started with the second half of Heat Wave 94. Three, two, one, play. All right. All right.
3: woman and the sandman. Star power. ECW star power at its finest.
2: Though, right? Absolutely. Wow, the crowd's pegging off. Sandman and woman. Straight up middle fingers right to the face. My screen did buffer just for a second, so I'm probably going to be off slightly.
3: I'm at 53,
2: 54, 5. I'm two seconds behind. That's alright. We'll be fine. So at this point, Sandman's making his long entrances. Which doesn't work well for WWE Network Television. Because... You don't get the real music. You don't get the full effect. You get just this fucking guy with a cigarette and a bamboo stick hanging outside of the ring. Do nothing. Shit ass music playing. Whereas, when it was live, it was badass. Because it was damn good rock music playing. So that's the major problem with ECW on the network. What? The editing? Right, the editing. You don't get the music.
3: Because it does take away from the authenticity of it all.
2: Right. And part of what made it so great. Right, exactly. The The music music. made it what it was. Actually, it's shitty to say that. The music is what made it. But the music was a big part of what made it. Well, yeah, that was
3: about. I, I get what you're saying. But I think people also understand what you're saying.
2: Yeah, obviously the wrestling was good. The storylines were cool. That's what really made it. But just the whole idea of like, oh, this is music that I know playing. That was a big connection, too. Back in 95, 96, 97. And when your whole memory of ECW is based on that, and then you go back and you have to check it out in the network, and you get the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, I get part of it. I get the matches. The feeling is different. Like the fact that when you turn it on, you don't hear Rob Zombie. Yeah, it's not the same. Just 1969. Right, exactly. It's not the same, but we're doing our best here on the Extreme ECW livecast to make it feel more like what you remember, or if you don't remember, if it's for your first time, hopefully we're helping you enjoy this for the first time, more so than just watching it on your own. (laughs) Cairo's a different outfit. Yeah, what the fuck is it? What's he wearing? He's fucked up that dude He wears some random shit He has no identity Yeah he doesn't know what he's doing What the fuck is Sandman's wife doing What's she wearing Vivacious woman God damn What a cutie Peaches look all bitchy. Yeah, she's all like fuck off. Oh, Joey Styles right on cue. She doesn't look too happy. <laughs> yeah. You better not look too happy when your husband is fucking hanging around with the vivacious woman. Yeah, she's better than the peaches, sorry. Peaches, you're hanging you're hanging around with toothless Tommy Cairo and your husband is with fucking women. Yeah, you better be pissed off he he got the better deal
6: come on set up let's ring the bell
2: let's do this thing part of me is surprised like that woman was even available to just work in ECW at this point why wouldn't WCW yeah, why have her up like, she was working for WCW. Why would they let her go?
3: Probably because they weren't, because she was a woman and it was the 90s, they weren't paying her. Well, yeah. So, like, oh, we're not paying you, but if you want to go there, make some side money, sure.
0: I don't know. That's true.
3: These women weren't as respected in the industry as by, like, the suits. I can't right. speak. Oh, respect. I mean, I'm it definitely seems like wrestlers respected them.
2: Oh, I think. Yeah, I think wrestlers definitely respected the women.
3: But women in the '90s weren't getting the uh, the respect from the suits that they uh, should have been getting.
2: Yeah. In in a gimmick profession here, like professional wrestling, yeah. women work as a great character <laughs> to be used you know with the yeah, they
3: work management women managers are always cool valets whatever they want to call them especially strong ones like women that can kind of hold their own on the mic they're not just like a side piece you know what i mean
2: all right or even a side piece works because you know you have these rough and tumbling males battling it out why not have a woman that is weak or a woman that is strong? It helps. Helps in Probably general. Right. Yeah. Right, so we got a whole lot of nothing going on here. So, if, all right, we're finally getting the dueling canes going on here. Tommy Cairo is going to get the upper hand here when they first set up. He gets the first opportunity to knock out Sandman, but Sandman rolls out of the ring and gathers his thoughts. So, as we've been talking about the women for a little bit, you would think that the women will be involved in this match.
3: Yeah, that's happening, buddy. If not, I'll be kind of
7: disappointed.
2: <laughs> All right. I feel like women's going to beat the shit out of Peaches. <laughs> Alright, so we're doing off like it's fucking Duel of Fates. Fucking <laughs> Darth Maul versus Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and, uh, what's Liam Duel Neeson?
3: H. That's hilarious. <laughs>
2: what's, what's Liam Neeson's name? Qui
3: Gon Jinn. Qui Gon
2: Jinn, yeah. Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Darth Maul. Dun 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 That's a great song. That's probably one of the best Star Wars songs. Underrated. Everyone likes to Dun 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 dun. Duel of Fates is fucking classic. Duel of Fates is better. It's awesome. It's better. It's John Williams. Tim, he's classic. But he fucking showed up back in 1999. Returned to Style Was. For him, he's probably thinking, oh, my uh, Imperial March music, that was like fucking. That was like child's play. That was my old shit. That was like, I was just learning how to do music. <laughs> and then when he did Duel of the Fates, like, now I know. I know what I'm doing now. This is yeah, way better. more
3: experienced, yeah.
2: Right. This is 20 years later. This is fucking better.
3: It's got more money. It's got better access to better shit.
2: He has <laughs> <Yes>, better symphony. <laughs> yeah. And there's still nothing going on in this match.
3: No, this is terrible. What the fuck? This is, this is horrible, actually. Here we go.
2: Oh, fuck! Tommy Carter just wax him in the head two times, three times. This just
3: got really good.
2: While this might be getting really good, I want to hear Duel of Fates." <laughs> 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 Maybe that's what we play at the end of the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> we play the Cantina song. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, we gotta find a way to work that song into something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be like our new like ending, <laughs> like not our ending, but like wrap-up music.
3: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Man, I thought this match was gonna be fucking brutal. It's like. Pussy nation here. What the fuck is going on?
3: Pussy nation. Pussy nation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Same man, fucking walking away in time of crap. There we go. You go. Finally, back and forth. Now there we go. I mean, I guess they're sticking true to what the match is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a match where you fucking beat each other up with the fucking cane. So there's no wrestling. Just whoever can get a shot in takes a shot. But it makes for boring TV. Terrible TV. (laughs) I don't know how Joey Styles does the commentary on this shit. (laughs) He's not doing much, but he's trying. Sandman trying Sandman walking around. Did you forget there's women out there? There's women. There's peaches. Come on. What's their storyline? Focus on them. I get I get the match is a Dueling Canes <laughs> match. But there's nothing on the line here. No. <laughs> nothing on the line. So what would... Stop you from just fucking kicking him in the nuts, fucking DDT his ass, beat the fuck out of him, stomp on his ass. Like, fuck you, I'm not winning anything anyway, it's not for a title. Then once you're down and beat down, then I'll fucking really go to town on you with the cane. Cairo went to the top rope, did a fucking back body drop for no reason. Man's fucking them up now. Fucking Zubaz. And <laughs> his uh, BK Knights.
3: British Knights. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this is very redundant. Yeah. Come on!
2: Oh, Peach is in the ring. Maybe things will heat up here. Oh, woman gets in the ring. Woman, why would you get in the ring without a weapon when this girl's coming at you? Oh! Peach is reeled back, but then hit the ref. So the referee is down. Tommy Cairo is going to give woman... Oh! Tommy Cairo is about to give woman a... Kendo stick, but Sandman, Sandman nails him from behind. He continues to whack on him. And a mess. Oh, god damn! These hits seem so hard. And, the a and he just lays on him, covers him, covers him like one, two, three, like nothing. Okay. Couldn't you do that at any point in the last 10 minutes?
3: <laughs> yeah, that was... This is poor. <laughs> Come on, so This match. is probably a five-star match for Meltzer.
2: Oh, this match sucked. Let me tell you what it was. Okay, so this match was a three-star match, according to Meltzer, back in 1994. Three stars. This match sucked! It wasn't even a match. Like, legit. It's not a match. There was no real competition between the two. It was random spots. The only exciting spot was when women women and woman and Peaches came into the ring and then that fell apart right away. You thought, alright, maybe we get some conflict between them two. And that didn't happen. It sucked. So hopefully, things will get better in the last two matches, but let's see what State man has to say here.
1: Who's won this war? I guess
2: you have paid your bill. <laughs> oh! Fucking just whacked his wife. G's hardcore. G's hardcore. I always think it's weird in wrestling where you'd have a married couple, for instance, be against each other and have one husband be associated with another girl. Yeah, that is weird. I was like, that's just setting up a problem. Because by. You know, the way things basically are is. Association or proximity usually le- leans to attraction. The more yes. you spend time with somebody, you're going to be attracted to them. So if co-workers are forced to, oh, my wife is working with this person, I'm working with this person for a certain amount of time, that might lead to a fucking problem. It could,
4: yeah.
3: I've seen it happen right work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not a good thing to do. No. And wrestling does it often. I mean, as recent as, you know, fucking Lana and Rusev. Yeah. Like, with Bobby Lashley. Like, what the fuck? This girl's gonna fucking bang Bobby Lashley. Lana's gonna bang (laughs) this dude. Because he's gonna seem nice and she's gonna wanna fuck him. That's it. You can't put people in that situation. (laughs)
3: a human flaw
2: right all right so we got this what big music match is oh this is a song oh, that we Shane. played
3: yeah that's right
2: Shane Douglas is this is like a rip-off music but it's deep purple uh, perfect strangers great song so here comes Shane Douglas champion He's gonna defend this title against Sabu who made an appearance earlier
3: world champion
2: Yes, the world champion. Or the ECW champion. Not quite the world champion yet. But we're getting close to that. But here, there's no way we're not going to see a bad match because Shane Douglas does not have bad matches. And we know that because of what we've watched with his WCW stuff in 92 and 93. There few episodes that we've done of Stone Cold Steve Austin's Run as stunning Steve Austin and a Hollywood Blondes. So there's no way you're not going to see a good match here. This character is so fucking great. I can't believe that Vince McMahon would not just like let him be this when he came in in '95. And now we're gonna make you a teacher. We're gonna make you a fucking principal, whatever <laughs> the fuck you are.
3: Give you a very po- terrible
2: name, Dean Douglas. He was just gonna actually. He was just gonna be the dean, and he he wanted to keep some kind of semblance of his name, from Shane yep. Douglas. So he said, like, how about Dean Douglas? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That works.
3: Better than the Dean. Right. Give him that.
2: And it was alliterative, too. So it was Dean Douglas. Which Vince McMahon always likes. To yep. have alliterative. Alliteration. Exactly. On but from, you know, from... All I've heard is Shane Douglas usually is kind of an asshole. (laughs) Not an asshole in a bad sense, but an asshole like, I want things the way I want. And at that point with WWF, he knew it wasn't going to work for him. So there was no way he was ever going to work there. It'd be a star. But I would say he made a big enough impact working for this fucking company, small company, that grew to be a pretty big thing for a while, that he's been recognized ever since. Now there's plenty of wrestlers right now that people will remember for a long time that didn't work for WWE. Uh, That's not the end-all, be-all. But, yes, we have a good match going on here. Yeah, this one's good so far. Yeah. There's a lot of reversals for pin covers here. Shane Douglas going for a suplex. Hanging suplex. Oh. Nice. Letting the blood go to the brain and then hits him down. JV, I'm at 1 hour, 18 minutes and 12 seconds, 13,
3: 14. Oh, I'm way ahead of you, bro. Where are you? That's why I'm a little like you're talking, and I'm like, I already saw that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump uh, ahead. I'm at 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. one's yelling at Shane in the ring right now.
2: All right, where are you at? Um, 42,
3: 43. Right,
2: I'm on. All right, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right, Shane Douglas <laughs> has a leg lock on Sabu's head. Nine One One's like, come on, come on, come on, right? There we go. Trying to
4: take
3: care Douglas really Shane Douglas's attention here, maybe so he can ease up a little on Sabu, or give out Sabu an opportunity to get a reversal in while Shane's distracted. Yep. All right, now this uh, this head is pretty securely locked in. Oh, a oh, oh. nice
2: clothesline!
3: He gets out in a huge
2: clothesline. Woo! Joey Styles freestyling there Shane Douglas just said I am the future of professional wrestling I don't think we could hear that Shane Douglas goes for a two count
6: Man I don't know JV put yourself in a
2: 1994 mindset Who is more appealing Shane Douglas or Sabu Shane Douglas for me. Yeah, I, I would agree too. But well, Sabu is coming off. I was as being never the a big, big guy big, at this point.
3: Yeah. I, I was never a big Sabu
2: guy. Now pulling back on the head of Sabu. I wasn't either, but I do have to admit that he is somebody that made me realize that there was something other than WWF, WCW. Yep. Like, who's this guy? Because I was getting the PWI still, and he was in there quite often around this time.
3: So you had that insight. Or a little
2: later. Maybe not exactly this time, but maybe a few months later. And actually, he's in WCW not too long from here. He's on Nitro early on.
3: Nope, ref's getting involved with his emo haircut.
2: Oh uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Pee-Wee,
4: that's
2: Pee-Wee Moore. Oof, Nice, Nice, yeah. Oh, nice, kick out right at the end by Shane Douglas. Got a sit-down power bomb from Sabu to Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas does kick out right at the last second. And then Shane Douglas finds himself falling out of the ring. That leads to Sabu. Setting up some stunt. We'll see where he goes with this. Oh, chair. Right the fucking Shane Douglas' head. <laughs> and he's down. Got a cameraman at ringside looking like he's fucking in Australia. It's Paulie. Oh, shit. Oh! oh. Huh. Dive out of the ring. Oh, <sighs> well, we couldn't see everything, but Shane Douglas was set up in a chair, and Sabu bounced from one side of the ring to the other and did a plancha outside, landing on Shane Douglas, apparently, but we can't see it. According to this camera angle. Now, I would say this is the best Sabu match we've watched.
3: Well, it's because he's with fucking Shane Douglas.
2: Right, and that was going to be my point, is that he's with Shane Douglas. I think his next best match that he had was with Taz. Not the recent one, but one a little while ago. That was a good match. So I think Sabu's wrestling depends on who he's working with, and when he's working with a real pro like Shane Douglas, then he's gonna be legit. Oh Oh, my! Wow! That was huge. That's awesome. Sabu is going for (laughs) a leg drop. I don't. I don't even know what they call it.
3: Just say he's going for it all there.
2: (laughs) Okay. So he sets up the chair. He jumps off the chair and goes for the leg drop side. Leg drop into the corner. Douglas rolls out of the way. And he comes back. And he fucking gives a little... (laughs) Atomic drop to Sabu right onto the steel chair. And then sets him up with a body slam. And he's going to go now to the ropes. So Sabu's down. Oh shit, he doesn't go to the top rope. He goes for just a slingshot. And for a two cover.
3: I didn't even see the guy try to count. That was was weird.
2: Yeah, My video lagged. It must have lagged. It did count. Here we go. Douglas going for a pile driver. I like how he faces the the camera. camera. Yeah, that was nice. And he's laughing. Shane Douglas is laughing after he hits that slam. He thinks he has it all right now. Only a two countdown. Goddamn. Another two count. An like Joey make- Styles just said, an arrogant cover, Sabu fights back. The of hey, I shit on Sabu a lot with one of his debut matches. Shot. And he's doing a damn good job here. So. And I knew that would happen. I knew Sabu was good. But early on, kind of sucked. But this match is changing my view. And as you said, JV, moments ago, Shane Douglas makes all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> What better name for Shane Douglas to have than The Franchise?
4: The
3: Franchise. It's like an A-plus nickname to have.
2: Because that's what he is. He's the fucking best wrestler there. Triple H ripped off his gimmick. Which is sad. The game is The Franchise gimmick. Hey, oh, Vince McMahon. Who do you hate the most? Oh, Shane Douglas. All right, that's who I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) be. Sold. I can't be the franchise, but I'm the game. (laughs) That was a fucking sweet move there. Uh, It's pretty safe to say this is the best fucking match that we've seen in a while here on the Extreme ECW Livecast. Hopefully those of you that are listening will check this match out. It's a damn good match. As Shane Douglas right now has a half crab on. What would you call a half Boston crab, JV?
3: Um a broken crab? I don't know.
2: I was thinking like a Providence crab. <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> What's the crab? What's the crab? <laughs> Oh, he turns it right around. Toe hold. I love the toe holds.
3: The holds are cool.
2: STF. (laughs) STF. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) STFU. Fuck Eric Watts. No. It's John Cena's move, man.
3: Like, who's John Cena?
2: Yeah. You'll know. One day. The referee is out of the picture. I
3: don't think he speaks English. What's the point?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can tap still. Or admit some response of being out of it. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is going to go on here with 911 on the ring apron? 9-1-1, Mr. Hughes There should have been a match on this show Between them That's what I've been talking about For the last two episodes Mr. Hughes, 9-1-1 Not that it would be good But fucking let him fight Is Douglas going to hit him right in the gut as he jumps That's what I'm thinking Oh, what the, the hell was that? And no. outside the ring what? he
3: goes, what? that's
2: stupid. That sucked. So Sabu did some bullshit off the top rope. Barely hit Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas bumps outside of the ring. What a sport he is for doing that. the franchise versus This match is for the future of professional wrestling. Sabu over the top. All right, Sabu tries to hit her from the outside, but Shane Douglas moves. So Sabu counters and then does a running... He runs off the apron and gives a dive to Shane Douglas outside of the ring. I don't know what Angel is yelling about. She just seems like a girl that's mad that her stop and shop card didn't work. She didn't get five dollars off. That's what she's looking like to me. <laughs> Yeah, but Sabu just fucking tossed the chair at Shane Douglas. This match needs to be going on in the ring. Get in the ring for this match. But that's not what's going to happen here. As Sabu tosses Shane Douglas outside of the ring. And into the crowd. And Sabu fucking just dove onto Shane Douglas. We can't see anything. Other than a bunch of fucking... Hats and t shirts. Alright, we got a little glimpse here of Shane Lewis beating on Sabu in the crowd. And the is in the in a chair shop. Got a lady's ass on the screen. Fighter, Oof. Practition. Woo! It's like a suplex. Oh, even Paulie's like, holy fuck, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Shane Douglas just yeah, took like the... Sabu onto the guardrail. Yeah, that looks stiff. That was bad. And if you look at Paulie's reaction, he's like, oh, fuck. What the hell just happened? Yeah, Sabu can't even get up right now. Shane Douglas was in the ring, like, ready to go. All right, let's finish this. Now Shane's, like, making up time, it looks like. All right, now he has Sabu back up. Tosses them right into the opposite guard rail on the left side of the ring. Crowd's chanting. They're happy. Hey, they're loving this show, and that's something special because we haven't been able to say that for the last five supercards. Is that the fans th- are You can definitely
3: excited. sense a change in the shows, in the promotions' direction.
2: Right. If absolutely. That makes sense. Yes, this feels like a different promotion. The last Supercard we watched as a special was like this one, the best one we had watched. So it's progressively getting better. But this is another level. This, in all intents and purposes, this is ECW. Your buddy. Alright, so the power is out. And that was actually an issue. The power did go out. (laughs) That wasn't (laughs) any type of gimmick, but the power did go out. So this version that we're watching is the, the home video release. So they did cut out a portion of it because the power was out for a minute or so. But it went right back on and the match continued here
6: as he has raised the ire of the franchise who is now peppering Sabu with straight right hands and the franchise has come alive no Sabu fights back Douglas shot it, no Sabu shot it and again the franchise continues to unload on Sabu, Irish whip across the ring here comes Shane
3: Ooh, the way franchise. his face hit that do you see that, the way Douglas' face hit the rope
2: ah, uh, yeah
3: it just bounced off like a ball. That table.
2: That's going to hurt like a motherfucker. All right. Oh, shit. Here comes Sabu. Oh. All right. So Shane <laughs> Man, Douglas right was just set up against the table on the guardrail. Sabu was going to hit a moonsault. But Shane Douglas moved. And Sabu just hits the table. Doesn't break the table, which is worse. It's worse when you hit the table and don't break it. <laughs> and just slide off the fucking thing. So we still have action outside of the ring. Shane Douglas wants this match to continue. He, so he gets right back in the ring. He's he's arguing with uh, a little ref here. A little peewee. Douglas wants to count to have him because he wants to retain his title, obviously.
3: (laughs) Broke his neck. A little over the top there, buddy. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. (laughs) Joey's selling it, too. Got a point. Like, you still gotta, like, it does fucking ref, you know, officiate the match. Huh. Out. That was counted oh, out. I see what's happening now. I
2: right, see so you have Shane and Mr. Hughes in the ring. Shane doesn't seem happy with the decision. He should be happy with the decision. He gets to retain. But
3: they're gonna give him a loss.
2: No. Uh right, this bully thought he was gonna knock down Mr. Hughes with the felt with the cell phone with the callless phone. What were you gonna say, JV? What's your thought at the finish?
3: Um Thought it was weak. I thought a great match with yeah, a very match. very weak ending. But, I mean, technically this match is still playing out, right?
2: Right. It's still starting to tell. It's not
3: the match, right. St-
2: Alright, so it's Douglas and his crew getting their comeuppance. 9-1-1 lays him out. Mr. Hughes lays one out, and now it's between them, which is what I've been waiting for. I assume people at this time, that's what they want. These two big beasts go at it. So there they go. Back and forth now.
3: Uh-oh. Which is I like a- these two guys going at it.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's a good setup to have Sabu and Shane Douglas lead to this. Like, alright, we care about that match. And that's what this leads to. A little brawl between these two. We don't need a match between them. Who gives a fuck who wins? Just a little brawl. Post-match brawl. Oh, shit. Here's Angel. Pop her titties out, please. (laughs) She's dressing like she's in 2020 with that fucking little long-ass thing on it. Big
3: choke slam coming up, yeah.
2: That's what girls wear when they don't want to be seen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't feel comfortable. i got to wear this long-ass fucking thing. I
3: put this trash bag on.
2: (laughs) Take it off. We want to see your body.
3: Yeah. It's like shit.
2: All right. I won't won't be chauvinistic anymore.
3: (laughs) I'll do that sometimes, too. Just throw some sweatpants on. Look (laughs) at...
2: Is this what you like?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Gray sweat season, right?
2: <laughs> wow, 911 chance from the crowd. Paul Lee doesn't believe it. He's like, I created this fucking guy. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks, and everyone loves him. I'm the man. <laughs> I can do whatever yeah. the fuck I want. That's what he's thinking. Oh, yeah. I can make a fucking bar doorman a star. It gets chanted. 911. His name even sucks ass. Alright. So here we that's go. It. No, that's, that's not it. That's it. another match, right? There's yeah. another match. But. Terry and Dory. Well, what do you want to do, JV? Because to... we're at 48. Do you want to cut?
3: Uh, we should be good. Good? Alright. Yeah, 20 minutes ain't bad.
2: Alright. You want to cut that out? Or.
3: Yeah, I can cut that out. Oh, we'll leave it in. We'll see. Yeah,
2: whatever. All right. <laughs> All right. So, we continue on to the next match. It's the Bob wire main event. Terry and Dory Funk versus the public enemy. And this is a fucking classic ECW match. Here we go. My grandfather, Dory Funk Jr.
4: <laughs>
2: and Terry Funk.
4: Hey, Hey, Dory.
2: So apparently, it took a while for them to get rid of the ropes and put it in the barbed wire. People waited a fucking long ass time for this match. You can barely hear Joey Styles because whatever music they're playing. Originally, they had to dub over.
6: Champion, and and
2: these have WWE should just fucking play whatever the original music is. If anybody yeah. wants to sue them, fuck. Do you do you really want to go to court over this? Because we're giving you exposure. <laughs> you're getting more exposure because we're using this music there could be an argument for that in court or even the fact that no we bought this and we didn't produce it but we bought this and that's what we're playing we shouldn't have to edit what we bought for copyright purposes. Maybe I know shit about copyright law, but. I'm sure they have lawyers good enough that could fucking argue. Of course. For those purposes. Holy shit.
3: Alright, um, Public Enemy
2: here, fucking going crazy throwing chairs into the ring, right away. South Central LA, Public Enemy, Johnny Grunge, and Rock a Rock
6: and Johnny Grunge standing over me, and the chairs continue to fly up here in the Eagles' nest. Would you take it downstairs before I get hurt? Why me?
2: Why not Gorilla Monsoon? Vince McMahon. All right, so public enemy. They didn't even go into the ring, they're going right up to the Eagles' nest with Joey Styles.
3: Yeah, this is different.
2: What are they doing? Oh, chairs are just flying up at them. So chairs seem to be a thing already at this point. (laughs) <laughs> oh, is Johnny oh, what's Johnny? Whoa! Oh, Okay, it's uh Dory Funk is throwing chairs up there. Old Man Funk. All right. Come on. Let's get some action here.
3: <laughs> so weird because you can't see anything, and we're literally just looking at like the crowd, and then there's a wall, and I'm sure there's there, there's a door that opens, and they've come down from the eagle's nest, right? And they're making their way in.
2: Get the fuck in the ring. Let's go. <laughs>
3: What are they saying? Jailbird.
2: Asshole. Sounds like asshole.
3: Oh, Terry Funk dressed like Chainsaw Trolley.
2: Oh, <laughs> <Well>, that's him. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, well, we're gonna be back down the rinkside. That was weird. One dude doing a cabbage patch in the crowd there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but. One dude fucking lost his mind and started doing the cabbage patch <laughs> like Rock or Rock loves to do. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Alright, so for ECW historians, this is the breakout match for Public Enemy. Yeah, according to Paul Heyman, this is the match where his idea of Public Enemy came to fruition. As being oh, okay. the top team, like this was like when he first <laughs> took over the booking. This he wanted this team to be over, and he felt after this match they were at that point.
3: They accomplished that.
2: Yep. And all because of the help of the Funks, obviously, to allow for them to get to that level. No, and as easy it is to make fun of Dory Funk at this point as being an old man, we've watched his matches the past couple of weeks, the past couple of episodes, he's fucking good still. He knows what he's doing. And obviously Terry Funk is still one of the best. <laughs> double slams, alternate alternate teams He's, slamming each other. Away, remember, everybody, we got barbed wire ropes here.
3: Ropes. That's why they're all covered up like they are.
2: they cautious. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they have...
3: Including the ref.
2: Yeah, everybody has double clothing on. <laughs> What you think could be even a bigger issue? Because then it'll get caught up in the barbed wire. Yeah. Just, pull I guess, it it.
3: beats getting pulled into your skin, yeah. your skin off.
2: Yes. But you can you work ever cut yourself spots on barbed wire. Stuff. No. <laughs> <I> have. <laughs> have you? Oh yeah. What's that story?
3: Climbing a fence at Father Kelly Park. There's that uh, Henry's Tires next door. So yeah. my dad was playing softball. And we used to play like hit runs and errors on the side while our dads would play. So my buddy Bobby Manchester lived right by Father Kelly. So my dad had games, we'd meet him there.
5: Bobby Manchester. <laughs>
3: yeah. So we hit the ball. I forgot who hit it, but it might even be not me that hit it, but it went foul, basically meaning it went into the fucking Henry's tire yard in the back and there was barbed wire at the top. So I was like, oh, fuck. Like we, I wanted that ball. Stupid. Thought, like my parents were gonna be mad like that we lost the ball so like i'm like oh we couldn't get in going through the side street because the gate was locked so i went to climb the fence and to try to go through the barbed wire my fucking arm got cut and i sliced my arm pretty fucking good and oh. that's when and i didn't hit it hard like i wasn't like i was trying to be cautious around it but back to the match <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a good start <laughs> yeah so, just from experience it, it, it's a lot worse than it looks it's not as easy to navigate around <laughs> As you think.
2: <laughs> right, so these guys in the ring, they're fucking surrounded four <laughs> sides of Bob <barbed> wire. <laughs> yeah. JV could barely get by to get a fucking ball.
3: <laughs> a ball over a fence. <laughs> it was a tall fence too, that was the word. It was tall. Like if you go over there next time, if you're ever in that area, look. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Yeah. It's it's high. It might even be a wall now, but it used to be a fence and it was fucking it was a high fence. Probably like twelve
2: feet. <laughs> All right, so right now we have Terry Funk going to town on Johnny Grunge with a fucking wooden chair. Wooden chair's the worst, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way to fucking fake that. He's just got a takedown on the head. Look at the forehead of That's the Dory Funk rolling over like a fucking grandpa. He just rolled over the guardrail. <laughs> dude he's like, dude, you could have just stayed here. Don't worry. Let them come to you. Yeah. Like a stuffed
3: grandfather on Thanksgiving.
2: Like, dude, you're a former NWA champion. Just fucking...
3: We respect you, buddy.
2: Yeah. The camera's not even on you. Just wait until they come back in the picture. (laughs) Well, he's a worker. And he's damn good. Oh, we got a sign here. Bob wire. The way friends are... What the hell does that say? The way friends settle it in ECW. Why? <laughs> <laughs> the way friends settle it in ECW. From the original sign guy. Okay. That's cool, though. For that sign guy to be able to go to all these classic episodes, all these shows.
3: He's a staple in wrestling history now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would think that he doesn't have those signs, though.
3: Anymore? Yeah, I doubt he saved them.
2: Yeah. Because if you or I, we'd fucking throw them out, probably.
3: Probably sold some.
2: Well, if he had them that long. But I'd probably toss them within a the month.
3: Yeah, it's not like he had the foresight, to you know. Right. It'd be a network, and all this shit would be saved somewhere forever and ever now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're wrong, and this guy was at, like, the forefront yeah, of the
4: maybe.
2: area. <laughs> Man, look at this fucking brute in the front row. Yelling at Funk. Which guy? This big dude in the front. Fucking striped shirt. Glasses. Oof. See him?
3: Oh, that was a cool. No. Oh, with the hat on?
2: Oh, no hat. That's Sod and Slaughter. <laughs> on the <laughs> left. On the left of that guy.
3: Dory just goes head first over the fucking guardrail.
2: <laughs> right now, I have Rocco Rock fucking swinging and punching and hitting nobody. Right. one hour, 49, 55, 56. Seven. Are you off again? No, I'm here.
3: No, i, mean- I got I gotta move my mouse. What are you at again?
2: Right now, I'm uh, 50, 10, 11.
3: 12. Yeah, we're dead on. We're okay, dead on. All, all the right. chairs are getting thrown in the ring. Oof.
2: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. fucking jumped out. <laughs> Terry's trying around. to help
3: him. We'll also try to act like he's putting a move on. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: This ring is fucked up. That's awesome. driver. Look at Terry. He's asking for chairs. Give me the chairs. You sure we're on the same time? Yeah. Because you said you got chairs coming in.
3: When did you see the chairs coming in? I'm at 33, 34,
2: 35. I'm behind you. Where are you? Matt 510102.
3: How were you that far behind me?
2: I don't know, but (laughs) this is fucking funny. Didn't you stop to catch up?
3: Yeah. All right. That's weird. All
2: right. I'm going to skip ahead. You must have lagged out at one point. Must have. Holy shit. Those chairs came flying in. Yeah. I skipped ahead about 20 seconds.
3: Yeah. 152.04.05. 06.
2: 152.
3: Oh, 09. 10. 11. Yeah, I'm still a few seconds ahead.
2: Alright, fine. That's better. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> watch what you want to watch. Fucking listen to what you want to listen. But
3: shit. Dory's following in the ring with a garbage can from the uh, outside. He's throwing that in. And trying to get—it's funny watching the wrestlers trying to get in and out of the ring through the, barbed wire. Like right, right there, he just got caught getting in.
2: Right. They don't want to fucking hurt themselves. Just getting yeah. in the ring.
3: Now he's has got lean. Now Rocka Rock's leaning on him.
2: Oh! Oh, Dory Funk just nailed the ref. The ref just got whacked. Dory Funk's fucking. Dory Funk's kicking ass. Grandpa Pro, kicking <laughs> ass. Big
3: right hand. Johnny Grunge. He's got the yellow chair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, but the plastic chair. The shitty plastic chair from Boys Club. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking Terry just throws in the trash can. So again, we're just weeks away from the proclamation of extreme championship wrestling. Yes. And, and this is really the beginning of it this is the first match that we have covered that actually feels like extreme championship a fucking Bob wire match a brawl like this we're here it just hasn't been proclamated by the franchise yet Rock rock grabbing Terry, pulling him in.
6: Come
2: on, what's going on? Get him in the ring. Ooh.
3: Oh, Chair on through on top of the... That? Oh, Jeez, it took a chair on top of a barrel and both of them to cover him to win. So
2: he's wrapped up. Wrap- oh, he keep them right in the fucking head, too.
3: <laughs> That's got to hurt, dude.
2: Terry Funk is a tough motherfucker, <laughs> man. Public enemy. It wins the match. Tag Team Champions. As I said before, this was what Paulie wanted for them to go over, be the big time stars. Big time hard ca- hardcore team to defeat Funks. And that's what's great about Terry Funk. He's just willing to put over anybody. Oh, that's what you want to do? Alright. I'll fucking put on a good match to make them look good. I do have to say, you were always a big Terry Funk fan. Oh, always, always. You know, before I even appreciated Terry Funk, you were always right on board with Terry Funk. He's the man. There's the chairs. Holy shit!
3: More what Jesus! What the fuck?
2: Holy shit! Chairs flying into the ring.
3: It's so much. It's so much more weird because. You, you, you can't oh. really see the barbed wire,
2: <laughs> right? Because a, it's missing.
3: And right, B It's like it's not it's so thick lo- like ropes.
2: Exactly. It's so low, you can barely see it. We have Dory and Terry standing there as chairs fly in, and they just continue to work on Public Enemy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Man, what a fucking oh! They're covered in tears now. They won the match,
3: but they're losing the war. What the fact remains, boy
2: Rock Let's see what Joey Styles has to say as this closes. What a night it's
6: been! What a night indeed.
2: absolutely it is ecw in its most brutal form as joey styles just said
3: yeah this is like i kind of feel like where it takes that turn right
2: yeah we're at we're at that point we're on the prefaces Of extreme championship wrestling and it's only a month away before that proclamation is made which I can't wait to get to that ECW tournament Shane Douglas makes extreme championship wrestling pulls a wool over everybody's eyes from the NWA Shitty fake NWA thought they were gonna continue to have a business. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, ECW baby! You want to make fucking money off of us? Oh fuck bang your ankles! Paulie was right on to say, "Get the fuck out of here." We got our own shit going on. Because the NWA at that point was just trying to live off their old name. Be like, yeah, yeah, you can be part of our association. Shut up. Fuck
3: you. No one cares about you anymore.
2: Fuck out of here. We got a shit show going on in the ring. Public Enemy is losing it. The crowd is loving it. Dory and Terry... Snapping right back at him, the crowd is loving it, and that's going to end Heat Wave 1994.
3: Good shit.
2: And that was we got. I gotta say, that's the best supercar that we've covered so far. Heat Wave 1994. What do you think, JV? Right?
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: Fucking great.
3: Absol- fucking- absolutely.
2: Hell yeah. All right, so. That was Heatwave1994. Thank you guys for joining in on that. That was a fucking special card there. Some good shit. And we continue on. And like I was just mentioning, we're going to get to the big moment. The big landmark moment in ECW history is the creation of Extreme Championship Wrestling. When Shane Douglas throws down that NWA title that he wins. And proclaims himself the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. So, we'll get into that soon. And this is just a prelude to that. This is really the start, I think. <laughs> we started all the way back in 93 with the fucking Super Destroyers. But, you know, any reasonable person, if they wanted to start the history of ECW, you start with Heat Wave 94. And then go from there. I think that makes sense so we just hit a landmark episode and hope you guys enjoyed it we love doing these supercard specials it's fun just matches and covering what we've been talking about but we will be getting back to our regular scheduled episodes next time on November 4th and that will be episode 32 and we'll be covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 67 and 68 from July 26th and August 2nd of 1994. Okay, so that's coming up in two weeks. And we'll continue on from there. So, two weeks out of there for on November 18th, November 18th rather, we'll have August 9th and 16th. And then we'll have another Supercard special coming up. It's Hardcore Heaven from 1994, it's August 13th of 1994, and the SuperCon special is going to come pretty rapidly because they start to have more and more specials throughout 94-95, so that's why they'll come up pretty often. So we'll have that into November, in December, and we also have the four of a style episode coming up at the end of the year. So a lot of good shit coming up here on the extreme ECW live cast. So keep listening like you always do. Thank you guys from the PDT yeah. army. Great things are, uh,
3: especially if you're stuck with us through these first, uh, what do we at? 30 something episodes now. And now we finally just hit like the point where a ECW takes that turn. Exactly. Um, you know, now's not the time to uh, to tune out.
2: <laughs> right, right. Now's the time that you want to be jumping in. So, yeah, exactly. Good point there. If you got through the super destroyers and <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, a lot of the other bullshit we went through. Congratulations! Now you get the good shit. All right. So, with that said, also check out. JV and I on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We are currently into 2001. So we've gone through his career from December of 95 all the way up to this point in July of 2001. So check us out there. If you like what we do here, you'll like what we do there. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Okay. Also, please follow us on Twitter. You can follow me, Mike Pru, at NPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage and follows that Bottom Line Cast on Twitter, and also follows at Extreme Cast for ECW. All right. With that said, JV, any final words? No, sir. All right. So for our music to play out with, figured it would make sense that we should go with Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. And that's what Public Enemy said a couple weeks ago on one of our episodes. And I don't know. I wasn't Johnny on the spot. And I didn't mention that we should play that for our song. But this works perfectly. We just had a main event match between Public Enemy and the Funks. Public Enemy came out on top. So, hey, let's give them props. Let's play their song, Cream by the Wu-Tang Clan. dollar dollar bills (laughs) (laughs) y'all we'll see you in two weeks
7: The New York Times side staying alive was no job At second hands Moms bounced on old men then we moved to Shallon Land, a young youth. You're rocking the go to, low goose. Only way I began to G-O York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Bowling with this one and that one. Pulling out gats for fun. But it was just a dream for the team who was a fiend. Started smoking rules at 16. And running up in gates and doing hits for high stakes. Making my way on fire skates. No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the dough off. Sticking up, right, boys, or war, boy. My life got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough and tough like leather. Figured out I went the wrong route. So I got with a sick, tight click and went all out. Catching keys from Cross C's. Rolling in MPVs. Every week we made 40 G. Yo, brothers, respect mine. I ain't gonna take now. Bam! Move from the gate now.
5: Survival got me bugging But I'm alive on arrival I beat back to shape of the streets To stay awake to the ways of the world Deep A man with a dream With plans to make cream was Fail I went to jail at the age of 15 A young punk Selling drugs and such Who never had much Trying to get a clutch of what I could not touch The court place me Certain I face Incarceration Pacing No one upstates my destination Handcuffed and back of a bust of us, life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough, but as the world turned I learned life was hell, living in the world no different from a cell, everyday I skate from taste, giving take, selling bass, smoking bones in the staircase, though I don't know why I chose to smoke cess. I guess that's the time when I'm not depressed, but I'm still depressed, and I ask what's your work, ready to give up so I seek the old earth, who explain working hard may help you maintain, to learn to overcome the heartaches and pains, up kids come up cops and crack rocks and spray shots all on the block that stays hot leave it up to me while I be living proof to kick the truth to the young black youth But shorties running wild smoking cess drinking beer and ain't trying to hear what I'm kicking in his ear neglect it but now but Joe. it has to be accepted that what the life is hectic